Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us this morning as we discuss God's Word. But before we do that, let's take a moment and pray. God, we just thank you for today and for another opportunity to gather together as brothers and sisters and fellow believers, Lord, to discuss your Word and to get to know you better, Lord, and to develop that relationship that you desire to have with each and every one of us, Lord, as father and child lord son and or daughter lord we just thank you for those things and we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness towards us lord that you don't forget lord and you keep those things that we commit to you lord so we just cast all our cares upon you today lord because we know that you care for us lord and we just rest knowing that you will see to our good and our benefit lord and that you will bring us to the end of our journey and triumph lord and victory So we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. amen. Well, good morning. Welcome. We're excited that you're with us as we continue our study on the Lord's house. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're just joining us, um, we're, the reason we're doing this study is first because the Lord led us to do it. <laughs> and um, it was for a couple different reasons um, that he led us. First was that was one of the mandates for this ministry was to build the Lord's house. And with that, we were, of course, aware in scripture tells us that it's not a house made by human hands. Right. Mm-hmm. And so of course we sought the Lord on, on what that meant and what that looked like. And, you know, as we look through scripture and, and we're going through that now, he shows us the pattern and he always says, be sure that you make everything according to the pattern right? Everything within it. And of course, we know that, and and scripture says it plainly, that he dwells within us. So that also means every area and an aspect of our lives. Mm. And in looking at the Lord's house, the point and purpose is to fully know Christ and who he is and who he desires to be in our lives so that we can understand and come into alignment with him and his plan if that's what's desired and we hope that that's what's desires everyone who's listening seeks to to learn and and grow spiritually as well as naturally but to grow in him to mature that's for all of us so um Mm -hmm. we have been we are now in exodus i'll say it that way we've gone over genesis we've gone over the over creation, the Lord's original design and pattern for his house. And now we are beginning to review the details mm-hmm. in that the Lord is giving to Moses. And we were talking about the Ark of the Covenant and the items placed inside the Ark of the Covenant. And we're going to continue from where we left off yesterday, where the question was, why? did the Lord say to put these three specific items in the Ark of the Covenant? And those items being the golden pot of manna, the 
or Aaron's rod that bloomed, and of course, the word, the mm-hmm. Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Honey, I just want to say two things about what you said. Yes, honey. When we talk about fully knowing Jesus, we're not talking about knowing him so we can go, aha, we've caught you. You know, now we can manipulate, <laughs> we've captured you, we've figured you out, God, we don't need you anymore. We're not saying that. But we are saying God is the one who said he wants us to know him and to understand him. Mm -hmm. Uh, We mentioned yesterday that he no longer calls us servants or slaves, but he calls us friends because a friend, no, a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but a friend is privy to that information. So God wants us to understand him so we can walk with him. We can get to know him and cooperate with him and love him because there's no better father. There's no greater God than he is. He doesn't want things to be mystical. He doesn't want us to treat him like he is unapproachable when he tells us to come boldly to the throne of grace. Also, I know this about my God. He tells us things before we need it. I have spoken with my husband about this in private and I'm, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. curious as to why God has put this in his heart in such a burning way. And it doesn't (laughs) matter what happens. He's like, no, we're going to do this. This is what God said, do. And, you know, for me, some parts of it, I don't understand. I understand the word of God and in my husband and I understand my father, but he didn't specifically say, you know, exactly what he said to my husband. So I trust God inside him and I trust my God. And I know this, he tells us before we need it. He gives us what we need before we have need of it. So if you ever hear yourself in a conversation with God and he's talking to you about something and you're like, what does this have to do with anything, Lord? And it seems irrelevant to you is because you're going to need it in the future. Mm -hmm. Your time of need and use of it is coming up. So don't disengage Don't disembark your brain and your spirit from the conversation because you think it has no point. After all, his ways are higher than our ways. Amen. Okay. So he knows what our future is. He knows what, what tools, what resources, what instruction, what counsel we're going to need long before we ever come to it. So, you know, I just want to encourage everyone as we're going and digging into the word, especially in the segment and that, that knock keeps coming and that thought keeps coming up and tapping on your mind. What's the point? Why do I need this? Why do I care? Why do I even need this? Is because surely you do need it. Surely a time is coming where you're going to draw from this word and it will be an answer for you. Uh, well stated, honey. Um, <laughs> I, uh, there was a, a conversation I had earlier in the week, actually. And, um, you know, someone asked me, well, why are you going through all this? And uh, I said, well, the Lord said to go through it, of course. I was like, and I know it, on the surface, it doesn't make sense. It reminds me of Jeremiah when he's like, hey, go get this deed and purchase this land. Mm-hmm. And this is what you're going to do. And Jeremiah says, but everything, we're going into captivity. And why am I going to do this now? This, on the surface, it didn't make any sense, right? Mm-hmm. But he was still obedient to the Lord mm-hmm. in, in doing it. And we see the, the fruit and the result later, right? And going through this, the, the house of the Lord, mm-hmm. and all its exacting details and the pattern, mm-hmm. and that's for everything, for the, from the garden to the tent of meeting and the tabernacle to uh, mm-hmm. Solomon's temple and even the second temple, right? And there are details that help us, again, know our God, who mm-hmm. he truly is, that were available that he first gave to the people that were there in that day, but yet many missed it. 
So I want to encourage you to to listen intently and, and to seek the, the Lord and Holy Spirit on this so you don't miss anything that He has for you that helps you know Him and understand Him and His ways and His thoughts better. Amen. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. So with that, can I get a volunteer to reread from Exodus 25, verses 10 through 22, please. I will. All right, sir. And they shall make an ark of acacia wood. Two and a half cubits shall be its length, a cubit and a half its width, and a cubit and a half its height. And you shall overlay it with pure gold. Inside and out you shall overlay it, and shall make on it a molding of gold all around. You shall cast four rings of gold for it, and put them into its four corners. Two rings shall be on one side, and two rings on the other side. And you shall make poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with gold. You shall put the poles into the rings on the side of the ark, that the ark may be carried by them. The poles shall be in the rings of the ark, they shall not be taken from it. And you shall put into the ark the testimony which I will give you. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two and a half cubits shall be its length, and a cubit and a half its width. And you shall make two cherubim of gold. Of hammered gold you shall make them at the two ends of the mercy seat. One cherub at one end, and the other cherub at the other end. You shall make the cherubim at the two ends of it of one piece with the mercy seat. And the cherubim shall stretch out their wings above, covering the mercy seat with their wings, and they shall face one another. The faces of the cherubim shall be towards the mercy seat. You shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimony that I will give you. And there I will meet with you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim, which are on the, the ark of the testimony, which everything which I will give you in the com- I give you in commandment to the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Now, we left off in the previous podcast. Uh, we had just finished discussing the bowl of manna and how, well, the ark in the ark and the covenant, all of it speaks to Christ. That's right. And how or why mm-hmm. each of these items were. Uh, Moses was told to place them in the ark, right? Mm-hmm. The ark being yes. two parts, being um, symbolic or type and shadow mm-hmm. of God, fully God, and man, mm-hmm. right? Amen. And then in the man portion of this ark, because the mercy seat being the representation of Christ, the Messiah, as God was the covering for it, right? So these, uh, these three items were placed inside the man portion right? But it also, uh, so we're looking at the why. I'll say it in that way. And today we're going to pick up on the, on Aaron's rod that bloomed, right? So we first see that in, I believe, number 17, verse 10. So if I could get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please. Number 17? I believe so, yes, yes. Number 17, 
Um, and actually, can you read 9 through 13? Sure. Then Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Can you read uh, 8 through 13, please? Sure. Now it came to pass on the next day that Moses went into the tabernacle of witness, and behold, the rod of Aaron of the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds, had produced blossoms and yielded ripe almonds. Then Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord to all the children of Israel, and they looked, and each man took his rod. <laughs> and the Lord said to Moses, Bring Aaron's rod back before the testimony to be kept as a sign against the rebels, that they may be put, I'm sorry, that they may put their complaints away from me, lest they die. Thus did Moses, just as the Lord had commanded him, so he did. So the children of Israel spoke to Moses, saying, Surely we die. We perish. We all perish. Whoever even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord must die. Shall we all utterly die? Hmm. Okay, so that's where that part is is written, right? Okay. Um, we're going to do things a little different today. I'm going to show you where these things were, um, where the Lord said to, to put them in there, right? Mm -hmm. So now if we could go to Exodus 25, verse 16. We were back back to Exodus twenty five, and you can also look at Exodus thirty one verse eighteen. Okay. If I could have volunteer to read those those specific scriptures, please. I'll read Exodus twenty five sixteen. Okay. And you shall put into the ark of the testimony which I will, you shall put into the ark the testimony which I will give you. Okay. Uh. Thirty one. And you shall put it before the veil that is before the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony, where I'll meet with you. That was Exodus uh, 36. I know. Uh, Exodus 31, oh, verse 18, please. And when he made an end of speaking with him on Mount Sinai, he gave Moses two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone, written with the finger of God. Okay. So, that's where both of those were, and the Lord commanded Moses to put them in the testimony, er, in the, the ark, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And now, we're going to look at a few different things. Um, the ark of the, no, the table, table, tablets, excuse me, of the covenant. Um, we're going to be going through quite a bit of scripture here, so... Um, we look at Psalm 40, verse 8. Do you want us to read them all? Or you're just going to listen. You no, know, we're going to read them all. Oh, we're going to be moving through some scripture today. Um, okay. Habakkuk says to write down the vision, make a plan so those can read it can run. Well, we are going to be running through scripture today. <laughs> so, <laughs> hope everybody's got their running shoes. Okay, Psalm 40. Yes, verse 8. Okay. How about this? Right. Can you assign each of us a scripture, will. darling? And then... All right. We'll start with you, Charles. You get 40, verse 8. Um, promise, you get Deuteronomy 6, 6. 
Layla, can you get Deuteronomy 17, 18 through 20? Um, honey, would you mind reading Psalm 119, 11? Sure, darling. Dean, would you mind reading scripture? Not at all. Can I give you 1 Kings 2, verses 3 and 4? Okay. Charles, we'll come back to you with 1 Chronicles 22, 12. And... Um, then we're going to go promise. You get Jeremiah 31, 31 through 37, please. And Layla, you can have Revelation 19, 10. <laughs> so. Amen. Well, Charles, let's start with you. Psalms 40, verse 8. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. Mm -hmm. Okay, so do we see the connection there? This Ark of the Covenant, the lower half, right? Represent of Christ, the Messiah, as man. This is written and placed inside the Ark. It says it's in his heart, it is within him. Yes. Scripture not also tell us that the law is written on the, or the, his word is written on the tablets of our heart? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Amen. It was his delight, his desire, his driving force was to perform the word, right? Yes. To be obedient, that his father would be pleased with him. Next scripture, please. Okay, and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Amen. Um, is that Deuteronomy 6.6? 6? Yes. Okay. Layla? Deuteronomy 17.18-20. Also, it shall be when he sits on the throne of his kingdom that he shall write for himself a copy of this law in a book from the one before the priest, the Levites. And it shall be with him and he shall read it all the days of his life that he may learn to fear the Lord his God and be careful to observe all the words of this law and these statutes that his heart may not be lifted above his brethren that he may not turn aside from the commandment mm. to the right hand or to the left and that he may prolong his days in his kingdom he and his children in the midst of israel mm -hmm. amen. amen honey all right psalm, honey, honey. psalm 119 11 your word i have hidden in my heart that i might not sin against you Mm -hmm. So in this, do we not see a, a pattern here? Mm -hmm. It all talks about mm -hmm. the word being written inside the Lord on his hearts. Put in him, you. Put mm -hmm. in him, Amen. fulfilling it, to fulfill it. Right? He, he meditated on it day and night. Mm -hmm. Scripture tells us, right? that's a, he, Jesus being the pattern example for our lives. He tells us the same thing over and over. Right? Don't turn from it. Don't look to the left or to the right, but to remain. Right? Meditate on this. He tells it to, throughout Scripture. And, and also, why? So we can perform it. Mm -hmm. right? it. It was important to the Lord to perform it. He says, I didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Mm -hmm. It mattered. Mm -hmm. It mattered to him because it mattered to the Father. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, his purpose is the same as God's purpose, is the same as the Holy Spirit's purpose. They're not all three working separate different things and saying we're, and then coming back together to 
you know, discuss or debate plans. God's Father's will is unanimous in Son and Holy Spirit. They are one, truly. They are one God, but they are all of one mind. They are all of one spirit, one desire. They are the same. Amen. Dean, brother, would you mind reading? Not at all. First Kings chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. And keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and keeping his statutes, his commandments, his rules, and his testimonies, as it is, the written, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you turn, that the Lord may establish his word that he spoke concerning me, saying, If your sons pay close attention to their way, to walk before me in faithfulness with all their heart, with all their soul, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. Mm-hmm. Amen. Perhaps me with First Chronicles twenty-two twelve. Yes, sir. Only may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding and give you charge concerning Israel that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Oh, excuse me, did I want clarity? Was it um, Jeremiah 31? Yes, Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 37. I can okay. see why that might be confusing. But I appreciate it, sir. Thank you for checking. You're welcome. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord. When I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it, in their, write it on their hearts, and I will be their God and they will be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. Yeah. Thus says the Lord, Who gives the sun for a light by day, the ordinance, ordinances of the moon and the stars for, for a light by night? Who disturbs the seas and its waves roar? The Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances depart from before me, says the Lord, then the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me. Thus says the Lord, If heaven above can be measured, and the foundations of the earth search out beneath, I will also cast off, cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, Layla, I want you to pause on that, but keep your plate, your finger there because we're going to come back to that one. All right? Okay. Um, so we see this, this pattern here. It's always about the law or the word, his word, mm-hmm. being written on our heart. Mm-hmm. Not, it was written on Christ's heart, the Messiah, firstborn of many brethren. He fulfilled it. <clears throat> He's also the pattern example for our lives. We need to do the same things, operate in the same way and manner with which he did, mm-hmm. right? Total mm-hmm. dependence on the Father. But also, what did you just read there, Promise, about Jeremiah? If one word passes away, then what oh. happens? Then is, uh, the sea of Israel shall also cease. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do we see the importance of this now? Yes. Okay. Uh, last I checked, for those that believe 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our God and we are his people. Mm. We want to remain and continue to have him as our God and we want to continue being his people, right? Amen. So we don't want the, to, to pass away, right? Yes. But it also speaks to him as a, the mediator of that covenant, right? Mediator of a better covenant, not like the one that we were just reading about here, right? The, and the pattern given to Moses, right? That Christ speaks of a better covenant. And we, we already established that uh, in the previous podcast. We we're talking about that was Job's request in, in his complaining, right? Um, to the Lord. There's no one to, to stand between us, right? Between God and man. Mm-hmm. Again, fulfilled in Christ. So Job's request was fulfilled through Christ, through the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Now let's look at the, the rod, um, Aaron's rod that bloomed. Okay? Much shorter amount of scriptures, but we're still going to go through them in the same way. Um, Layla, can I have you read Isaiah 11, 1 through 3, and verse 10? Yes. There shall uh, hold on, hold on. I'm going oh, okay. to hand these out first, and then we can just go through them. I like that. It's quicker. Um, but thank you for your enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Honey, would you mind reading Jeremiah? Um, I'm going to read my own writing here. <laughs> that's, a, that's been a trend. I <laughs> uh, know. Sorry. I, I wrote in microfiche, and um, for those that know what microfiche is, and uh, it's coming back. Should we to, start calling you doctor? Uh, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's just very, very tiny writing. And, um, yes. Right? yes. I, I know, John. <laughs> You're deeply entrenched there. I'm just trying uh, to I am. make light. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so yes, it's going to be Jeremiah 1, verses 11 through 12. And Dean, my brother, can I get you to read John 3, verses 14 through 21? Yes, sir. Layla, would you mind kicking off that section? No. Please. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, who shall stand as a banner to the people. For the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, what did it say? A rod from the what? Word of Jesse. From the word of Jesse, okay. And let's also... Actually, I'll, I'll wait till we get through the scriptures and I'll make some, some points. Okay. Honey, would you mind reading the next section of scripture, please? Jeremiah 1, verses 11 and 12. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Amen. Amen. Dean. All right, John uh, chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, 
that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come into the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Amen. So do we see some things here? Right? The rod, it says very plainly, a rod will come from the what? Root of Jesse. From the root of Jesse. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a rod, yes? Yes. So we're seeing types and shadows, symbolism, right, mm-hmm. as it were. But let's also consider the rod. It was what? It was cut from the tree, right? You, you cannot yes. put a branch before the Lord without having the whole tree, right? There were 12 of them when that happened, when he said to... <clears throat> he instructed Moses to do that in Numbers, right? Okay, so the the Numbers chapter that we referenced, that was when the people rose up with the problem, right? They were questioning God. It was after they had rebelled, yes. Okay, and decide, <clears throat> wanting to know who was able to come before the Lord and who was supposed to be doing these things. And it was, the people were challenging, actually they were challenging God. Amen. Um, but they were directing it towards the people. So just towards so, towards Moses and Aaron, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. So the Lord, as He does, He always makes a difference. He makes it His plan, His purpose, distinguishable and known, right? And He chose to do it through the rod of an almond tree. There are no small details with the Lord. Amen. Right. So we see. What does it say? Unless a seed goes into the ground and dies, right? It remains alone. Yes. It remains alone, right? Mm-hmm. But after it dies, life sprouts, yes? It brings yes. forth much fruit. It brings forth much fruit. Mm-hmm. What happened with Aaron's rod? It produced right. almonds. Ripe, ripe almonds. Ripe almonds. Oh, okay. Through the whole phase, and it had a, a signature from every stage of its phasing. Amen. So, so it produced fruit, and the fruit remained. He told them, store it in here. The almonds is significant, as we saw in Jeremiah. And what was the significance of it? It was an almond branch. He was watching over his word and he was ready to perform it. To perform it. We just talked about the Ten Commandments. He was mm-hmm. performing his word, right? And then what else was read? Oh, sorry. It was back to Isaiah. It was how he must be lifted up, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is Christ who's lifted up. And yes, we know he was lifted up on a tree, also signifying the death, right? But again, that death produced new life. Do we see that connection now? So again, we're looking at the why. And then that's what Dean covered in talking about John, or in John, chapter 3, right? Yes. It talks about he he was the branch, right? Needed to be lifted up, right? But it also speaks to the other aspect, because what happened on the mercy seat? judgment 
It was for atonement of sins, right? For judgment. That's what Job was asking for, a mediator, a judge, right? Between God and man. Again, it speaks to Jesus because he came into the world, again, not to condemn us, right? But yes. to save us. What does it say? In, in Revelation, it talks about how he's going to rule with a rod of iron, right? So the rod is important. But here, being significantly, the rod of an almond tree placed inside the ark. Mm -hmm. He was performing his word, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Okay. So do we see why each of these things were mentioned? Mm -hmm. And now let's tie, oh, wait, you were going to say something, honey? I was. The rod is also significant of God's choice. Amen. This was his choice to stand and offer the offerings to him for yes. the people. This was his choice. Um, the whole incidence in um, the Numbers 17 was about who did God actually choose? Who's supposed to be doing this? We think we have a better option. And then when you look at the there's no denial that the Messiah is coming in the eyes of Israel in the natural. Amen. But they don't believe that Jesus was that choice. They don't believe Yeshua is the Messiah. So even in that, you see God is saying, even amongst all these options that you might think it is somebody better, he said Yeshua is Amen. his choice. He is the only one who can stand in this role and in this place. And that was also significant about that particular event and Aaron's rod. Absolutely. Blooming. And in this, with the scriptures we gave yesterday, talking about the white of the colors of the fine linen, mm -hmm. representing Jesus as the Son of God. Amen. It is in all the scriptures we gave, and there are, there are more, but he says, this is my beloved Son, mm -hmm. right? In him I am well pleased. Listen to him, Hear right? Him. And yes. the transfiguration, he turned into bright white, or the Mount of Transfiguration. Mm-hmm. Right, so and and this is something Peter wrote about, and uh, he heard the voice like the Lord, the heavenly, our heavenly Father, making Amen. distinguishable difference mm -hmm. on his choice. So they're looking for the Messiah, but going, who is it? Who is it? And even when they saw him and they saw all the signs and knew it was him, they still said, "Can it really be?" They because still we know it. this, we know his mommy, we know he built my chair, you know, like thinking in a natural sense about him. But God had to make a distinguishing factor, which is also what happened with Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron, did you really choose him? He's, you know, we know him in the natural, whereas God has the one who says, I'll stamp them in the spirit. What I say is what it is. What God calls it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So Jesus what, is his choice. Yeah, he just continues to reaffirm that in so many ways. We're not getting into it, I suppose, but the almond is pretty significant in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Just in you're talking about white, the almond blossom is white. It is white. It is a yes. white blossom. Mm -hmm. and, and it's five so petals and right exactly yeah Go i mean but with the the, the lamp stands were fashioned as and we we're going to get into that yeah, so, with yeah. the lamp stands mm -hmm. yes yeah so Amen. there's there's so much more about the almond that you can just and it's easy enough to research that there's plenty of information that you can look online for that so mm -hmm. Amen. and um i just um I make I make my own segue, right? All right, so brother. Who else is also what else is also important is who's listening today, right? Cuz you're important Amen. to us, right? Amen. So, um your feedback is really really important as we're going through this study and any study, we'd love to hear from you. It really makes a difference. You know, uh, if you if you're growing and appreciating what's being said or being taught, um please let us know. 
uh, we would appreciate the encouragement to continue on and be faithful in God's word. If it's not in alignment with what you think, please let us know. Because if we're in error, we'd love to know and make the correction right away. So your feedback either way is welcome and greatly appreciated. And as always, just remind listeners, if they uh, feel the Holy Spirit leading them to support in any way, you can visit Day of Prayer at Yahoo.com to send us an email. I mean, a Day of Prayer at Yahoo.org to, uh, I'll try it one more time. A day of org. if you want to visit the website, <laughs> mm-hmm. and a day of prayer at yahoo.com if you want to send us an email. We'd love to hear from you, and mm-hmm. we certainly appreciate that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I look forward mm-hmm. to connecting with each and every, every person. Um, and, and of course, uh, you're always invited to come join us at these mm-hmm. studies. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just if, if you're interested, please just reach out, and um, we'd love to hear from you, love to connect mm-hmm. with you, and love to meet you in person and study the word and discuss mm-hmm. the word together. Amen. So, and there are lots of, lots of opportunities to meet with us. So it's not Amen. just here. So reach out to us. We'd love to meet in fellowship with you. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's pause there for today because it's a lot, and, and we have gone over. Um, um, I, as as Dean was speaking, I the Lord showed me something. So I, I, there was a word from the Lord that I would like to share and pray about. If we okay, have a yes, moment for let's that. do that. Um, there's someone with a withered hand. You've had a stroke, and you're hand, I believe it's your left hand, is drawn in to your side and you're not able to extend it fully or use that side of your body. Um, I just heard the Lord say, stretch forth your hand. He's got it. He's healing you and he's already taken care of that. So as you're sitting there in this seat and you're listening and hearing this podcast, be obedient to Christ. Stretch forward your hand and he will make it and repair it as new as the other. All right. So thank you for that, God. We bless you and we praise you. Yeshua, we praise you, Messiah, because your name is greater and you're able to do these things. You're able to do everything that you said you can do. So we love you for it. We thank you and we just glorify your name. We thank you for restoring that hand and that arm, Lord God, the strength therein. We thank you for every bone and every joint, every ligament that is a part of that side of their body. And we just thank you that they're all whole, sound, well, healed, restored, and delivered and set free right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Command it to be so. Amen. Well, everybody have a wonderful day. We love you. God bless you. And We'll catch you on the next episode. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.